the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. Christos Anesti. Christ is risen. And happy Mother's Day to everyone, to all the mothers, to the grandmothers, godmothers, all those women who take care of us so well. Have a blessed day. Do you know why all those icons have a black background up on the top of the Iconostasio in there? You know why almost all of them, not all of them, but almost all of them have a black background? You know why? It's a very simple reason. Most of the things that took place that are depicted in those icons took place at night. Or they took place when the sun had set. Or just before the sun had risen. And for the resurrection, again, you see it. It's to the right of the mystical supper. You see it with a black background. And we hear it from this gospel lesson today that very early in the morning, in this gospel lesson, according to Mark, it's just as the sun had risen. In the other gospel, one of the other gospels, it's before the sun had risen. It doesn't matter. The women who came, the Myrbring women, had to get up long before they actually reached the tomb. So it was dark when they got up. And they had the materials with them that they needed. They had the myrrh and the aloes and whatever else was necessary to anoint the body of Jesus. Okay? Sometimes we hear that they were going to sprinkle the tomb. They were going to sprinkle the body of Jesus. They were going to anoint the body of Jesus. This happened early in the morning. These women had to get up very early so they could get this work done. And these were special women. And they were special for a number of reasons. Some of them are common. They took care of all those people around them. And most importantly, they were taking care of Christ and the apostles so that they could do the work that was necessary. So they didn't have to worry about some of the minor things so that their needs could be taken care of so that they could learn the apostles from Christ and then preach the word. And these women were there and they were taking care of everything. They were extraordinarily brave. Because despite what had happened just before the crucifixion of Christ, we have to remember that Caiaphas and the other members of the council and the Pharisees, they stirred up a mob. And this mob was screaming at the top of their lungs, crucify him, crucify him. They even forced Peter to deny him three times because Peter was so scared that they might take him and Crucify him too. But not for the ladies. They stayed there and witnessed everything until the end. And it's important in this gospel lesson we hear that Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw where Jesus was put. So they knew exactly which tomb was Jesus's. We would have a second 
verification of that because it was Joseph of Arimathea's tomb. He surely would have known which one was his as well. But they knew where it was. That was important because when they go out there to go the next couple days later to go and anoint the body, it's going to be dark. You've got to know your way. They didn't have street lights. They didn't even have the street lamps in those places. This was outside of the city walls. So it would have been pitch black. So they were brave because they went to the tomb and they knew that it was guarded by soldiers and they were wondering how are we going to get this thing to be moved, this stone. And they were able, furthermore, to make a beautiful report which the apostles found hard to believe. And at that time, a woman's word was not valued, valued as much as a man's. And they had to see for themselves. So Peter ran to the tomb, and John as well. They couldn't believe what they saw. But it isn't, isn't it interesting that according to Mosaic law, according to Roman law, the woman's word was not as good as the man's word, and yet, who does Jesus tell to go and give that word to the apostles? Which shows you another aspect of their lives which was very great as their faith. Absolute belief. They knew who Jesus was. There was no doubt. There was no wavering in them. And when they leave the tomb, trembling and astonishment was upon them because he had indeed risen, as he foretold. So they weren't surprised, so to speak, as if they didn't know it was going to happen. They were just in awe of this greatest of miracles that took place. And so every once in a while, when Pascha falls late in May, I mean late in April, this Sunday of the Myrrh-bearing women gets to fall on Mother's Day. And I always find that appropriate. Because what are the attributes of our mothers, especially our Christian mothers, what are their attributes? We know that they are absolutely faithful. They're the ones who are always here. They're the ones that quietly do so much of the work around the church to make it nice and presentable. They're the ones who care for others. They're the ones who always make sure that the poor and needy have whatever it is that they might need. They push us to make sure that we are helping those in need, that nurturing gift that the women have is expressed in philoptuhus this way. They take care of people. It sounds stupid, but it doesn't pass by me 
that there's almost always some woman who presents something to me in the social hall after the liturgy. I'm usually the, one of the last ones to get over there, and most everything is gone. But someone usually says me something. It's always a woman who does it. They're the ones who speak the faith to our families so often. Like Mary Magdalene told the apostles what was going on, so often it's our mothers, and it's the mothers of our children that do this teaching in the home, that present the risen Lord to this very day, in this day and age, to all of us. I think I've told you before that when we come home from church, my dad and mom would be in the car, and my three brothers and I, and my mom would constantly ask us what happened in the gospel lesson that day and what we learned in Sunday school. And if we ever said anything other than what we learned, we'd be in big trouble. And my father would even say, boys, just answer the questions, and it'll be over quicker. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm thankful. I'm very, very thankful, and I know my brothers are for that, because she reinforced everything that was being taught that day. She made sure we were paying attention to the gospel lesson in the church. These are the things that mothers do. And how often are the mothers getting up so early to go to work, to prepare the children? Doesn't I reject the term working mother. Anybody who's a mother works no matter what. I understand what it means in terms of our politics and so on. But how many of them get up so early to make sure that the kids are taken care of, to make sure that they get off to work, or both happen at the same time? Usually I get an extra half an hour of sleep because my wife is getting up early to take care of those things. And I understand it, and I'm grateful. It doesn't pass me by. But we have a lot to learn from the myrrh-bearing women. If we think about their faith, their courage, their willingness to work hard at all hours of the day, and all to do what? Nothing was for themselves. Everything was for somebody else. Everything was for the world in general to hear the good news. For Peter and John and the disciples to hear what had happened. To make sure they knew where the spot was where to go. Or in our case, in our day and age, to know or to prepare the children for school to make sure that the home is taken care of, to making sure the needs of those outside of the church, whether they're Orthodox or not, whether they're Greek or not, so that they're taken care of. These are the women who listen to the Word and who keep it in their heart and make it expressed in everything that they do. So I'm thankful that today we have the reading of the mirror-bearing women as it coincides, coincides with Mother's Day. And I hope you keep all of your mothers 
whether they're here or not, because they're not here, they're with the Lord celebrating in heaven at this moment, but to all of our mothers and to our godmothers and to our grandmothers and all those women who take care of us in some way, shape, or form, pray for them, call them, thank them, and remember the great tasks that they have in front of them. But most importantly, praise them for bringing us the word of the resurrection of Christ. Amen.